0: Hello and welcome to a special presentation of In The Money Media. This is a show for our friends at Sport of Kings Racing Partnerships and we're going to be doing a different kind of preview of Pegasus Weekend. We're going to be looking at some Sport of Kings runners and talking generally about uh, sort of the ethos of Sport of Kings Racing Partnerships. And to do that part of the show with us, we bring in a man who's uh, responsible for founding the partnership, one of the managing partners, Michael Carris. Michael, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Great to be with you, Pete. If you're a racing fan, this is one of those weekends that gets the blood pumping. And a guy who's got to be uh, on extra alert tonight, given the excitement of the weekend, will bring him in now. Very special guest. I'm actually embarrassed to say we haven't had him on these airwaves before, given what a, a successful and charismatic figure he is in the racing industry. He's got uh, some horses for the Sport of Kings Racing Partners. He's also got a horse in the big race over the weekend, the Pegasus World Cup. Uh, that horse is hoist the gold and the man is dallas stewart dallas what's going on my friend
1: hey thanks for having me we're just down here in florida getting ready for the big race on saturday
0: excellent well you got to be excited hoist the gold uh, i mean this run the last day in the cigar mile this is a horse who'd shown Loads of promise and, you know, was a great at stakes winner already, but really seemed to take it to the next level in the mud at Aqueduct back on December 2nd with an absolute romp in the Cigar Mile. W- were you yourself, Dallas, even a little bit surprised by the manner of victory that day?
1: Well, I mean, you know, you, you, you do get kind of surprised when you have a horse throws down a performance like that. But, uh, you know, he's a horse that's run over a lot of different, eight different racetracks last year. Uh, he was a great, like you said, a great at stakes winner. So, you know, he's always capable, but um, you know, that's our job to keep him healthy and, and keep him happy where they can come with that big performance one day, hopefully.
0: There were questions that day for many handicappers, including uh, this one sitting here, who ended up with a little bit of egg in his face, wondering how far Hoist the Gold really wanted to go. He showed that the mile was well within his scope. And after the fact, you look back and you look at this pedigree and you see mineshaft and you see tacit approval um, by Tappet. And you think, gosh, not only was the mile not a problem, maybe the mile and an eighth is within his scope, too. What's your feeling about how he's going to do at this mile and an eighth relative to the shorter distances he's been competing?
1: Yeah, listen, we're we're going to lean on Johnny. You know, Johnny Velasquez said the horse should have should handle the mile and an eighth no problem. You know, he, he's just a little bit quirky. Like in, at Santa Anita, when the dirt hit him in the face, hit him in his face, and he just he resented that. Once the race opened up, he galloped out in front of everybody. So. Uh, It's just a matter of that. He's a horse that's kind of quirky, that doesn't like dirt. And, uh, you know, hopefully Johnny's going to be able to get him in a clear, you know, get around the first turn and uh, hopefully they'll set up good for him. So Johnny
0: knows the horse good. We're just going to rely on him. That makes perfect sense. And you sort of already answered my next question about tactics. It certainly helps when you have a Hall of Famer like uh, John Velasquez in the Irons being able to make these decisions in real time. But when you, just as a horseman, look at this race on paper and you see a runner like National Treasure who's done his best work on the lead, you know you're inside of him. If, if putting the, the fact that Johnny will ultimately make the call based on you know playing the break and, and how that all develops where would you like to see hoist the gold positioned as they go into that first turn just theoretically speaking
1: well we you know hey we want to get around the first turn in good shape without getting really bothered and you know in traffic uh if we if that horse gets out in front and clears us johnny will probably get him right outside of him i think that that would be his best hope you know if we bake break running and dictate the pace you know johnny will That's what he'll do. So you just got to leave it in his hands and don't give him a lot of directions about what to do and what not to do. You know, he knows what to do and he knows what the horse wh- doesn't like. And we're just going to rely on him. I think that's the best way to go about it. Just rely on him and let him handle it.
0: Exactly. I mean, when you've got a guy who's won all those big races and, and I have to say that the type of trips that hoist the gold feels likely to get, whether it's front running or whether it's flopping outside and staying clean, um, in, in the two path, those are rides that he just excels at. And in either scenario, yeah. hoist the gold stays clean and hopefully gets to, to run his best race, have you thought much beyond this race, Dallas? How much do you plan in advance for a campaign with a graded stakes runner like this? Or, or do you really take it more on a race-by-race race level?
1: Well, we're just going race-by-race. Race. Like, we're here, you know, it's $3 million. We, we kind of thought about going to—we uh, we got invited to Saudi Cup for $20 because it's a one-turn mile and an eighth, and the horse has been accomplished at one turn. But, I mean, this race is an overly uh, tough couple of really good, nice horses in there. You know, it needed to be looked at. It's $3 million. It's right here. The horse is training. His last five works have just been bullet works. If you look at his work tab, it's been exceptional. And he's done it very, very easy. So, you know, it's a, it's a premier race. So that's why we're here.
0: It's interesting. Dallas, I think of so many of your big runners. You know, I think about a Dallas Stewart horse, and I think about a horse I know is going to look good. I think about a horse that it feels to me, just watching from afar, like you really train your horses to finish and, and run through the wire. And, you know, get the get the most out of them in that sense. Obviously, lots of stakes winners, lots of huge prices coming into the money in stakes races. It's interesting, though, I don't associate you nearly as much with um, with with front running horses. But I guess that's just down to the personality of of the individual horse and, and what makes the most sense for them. I mean, how how much do you look to train for speed as opposed to training for finishing, generally speaking?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't train, you know, speed very much, I don't think. I think the horse just has to be quick and has to like what he's doing. And uh, that's our job, to find out what they like, what they're doing, and let them be good at it.
0: So, <laughs> it's just, just one of those things. You've certainly accomplished that with Hoist the Gold. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out on Saturday. Not an easy spot. Lots of talented runners in there. No. Yeah, yeah, sir. But I mean, hoist the gold certainly more than a puncher's chance given his resume. And hey, speed is uh, speed's ever dangerous, and sometimes even more so at a place like Gulfstream. If the track is tilted in his direction, he he could uh, he could have another nice price victory this time around in a Grade One. I wanted to talk to you, Dallas, while we had you, and we'll bring Michael back in here. Um, as well, to talk about the the Sport of Kings racing horse that you have in on Saturday at Fairgrounds. Michael, why don't you start this part of the conversation by giving us a, a little bit of the lowdown of the race, and then we'll get Dallas's thoughts on the horse, and then we'll let him get on with his evening. Really appreciate you uh, sticking with us here on such a busy week, Dallas. But, Michael, what are we looking at um, as far as your, your runner at Fairgrounds on Saturday? Well, we
2: have uh, Devils has um, Got a Cause in. Uh, the number five horse on Saturday race two. It's a maiden special weight. This is a horse that we purchased in Timonium in Maryland last year. Um, He is a beautiful, big horse, very striking. Um, He's got a ton of speed. Uh, we, We love this horse, the way he's training. He's got bullet works. He came out of the gate, five furlongs. In 101-3, uh, and three, getting a 7 out of 31, he's got some real talent, and we think
0: he's going to go to the lead and hopefully keep going.
2: <laughs> Dallas would know a little bit more about this guy because he's got his hands
0: on him. What does de- Devil's Got a Cause look like in the morning to you, Dallas? The work tab does jump off the page here in terms of the speed that he seems to possess
1: he's not only a very fast horse, he's a very classy horse. Like he walks out to the track and behaves himself like a gentleman. And, you know, he doesn't get rattled up much. I would expect that. uh, Hopefully everything goes good in the paddock and on the, you know, in the, uh, in the post parade, but he's really fast. I was telling Mike, I don't think anybody can top him out of the gates. And uh, it's just a matter of how much he's gotten out of every work. And, you know, his fitness levels increased with every work. So, I mean, I think he's capable of, of having a big performance.
0: First time out can always, you know, be tricky. It's a, it's a different situation in the morning. Dallas, I've had certain trainers tell me that that first race in terms of fitness, in terms of what it does for a horse mentally, can be worth three or four workouts. Do you agree with that sentiment generally about how much a horse can get out of their first race relative to what they can do in the morning, as impressive as they might be?
1: Well, yes and no. You know, it's an individual thing, but, uh, you know, you've got to have them ready, you know, pretty much that first race uh you can't just you toss them in the race and hopefully they get something out of it but uh you know mentally and physically we try to bring it all together so they perform well the first time some of them exceed you know exceed what we believe and some of them you know they disappoint us but uh, i mean particularly this colt has been very honest uh his works have gotten uh you know better every work uh, he eats good, you know, as we go into training, we, we think about their eating, we think about their weight, his weight has been great, his, his eating habits have been terrific, his attitude is terrific, he's ready to run,
0: so there we go. Twelve to one in the morning, line. Be very interesting to see how Devil's Got a Cause gets on. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollar purchase, and it sounds like in the morning he's looking uh, worth every penny of that. Dallas, I'm going to let you go and get. I'd on like to add you. one
2: thing, Pete. Oh, please, uh, real quick on on uh, um with Devil's Got a Cause. Um, his his running mate actually won last week at Fairgrounds at um, twelve Correct. to one. Oh, I love so that. Dallas,
1: first time out, yeah. He was working with a horse uh, named Bee's Dancer. And Beast Dancer edged him in his workouts, but uh, but the devil was catching him every workout <laughs> a little closer to him, you know. So uh, he was building in his uh, his confidence and building in his uh, 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 his fitness. But uh, I mean, he the devil's got a
0: devil's got a cause. a very fast horse, so they better be ready tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I love those sort of morning collateral form type angles they can often be very telltale dallas we'll let you go michael i'm going to keep you around for another 10 minutes or so to talk about some of the other sport of king's runners but dallas let me just say thank you again and godspeed this weekend let's go get them (laughs) i love it all right dallas thank you buddy cheers my friend well, Michael, right. that was fun. Thank you for facilitating that long overdue getting Dallas on these airwaves. Excited to get him back okay. soon for a longer conversation. But while I have you, we got a few minutes left. I do want to talk to you about yeah, some yeah. of the other sport of Kings runners you've got in this weekend. Where shall we go next? Let's go to Aqueduct
2: Race 2. We've got a um, seven furlong race. We've got the one horse, Critical um, Threat. He, This horse we just claimed recently, um, trained by um, – Ilkai and Matt uh, Kentamasi's—they are amazing trainers. We could not be happy with them. And the interesting part about this race here, besides the actual race, is we're going to be using a jockey called Joycam. This jockey is um, from Turkey. Oh wow! He's going to be the—he's going to be the first Turkish jockey
0: to ever run in the United States. We should point he, out, Michael. Michael, we should point out this is Friday, too. So this is, this is early, only about 16 hours from when we're recording this. So, uh, so, so folks should be paying attention because this one comes up quite early. Critical threat in the second 1250s, the scheduled post time on, on Friday. But that's fascinating. And of course, I, I assume this is yeah. somebody connected with the Kenamasis back from Turkey. Absolutely. He's won 2,900 races. Right.
2: No bug boy. He is a legend. He is a legend. He's definitely not a bug boy. A lot of people don't know him because, you know, he's racing he primarily, um, you know, is a jockey over in Turkey and China and Dubai. But, boy, he's got hands. He
0: can handle the horses. I'll tell you that. I've seen video. He looks amazing. That's terrific. That's such an interesting story. You're 7-5 to five on the morning line. Do you think that price reflects your chances here?
2: You know, I don't want <laughs> –
0: You know, I never want to
2: say that we look good or we, you know, are standing out as maybe the choice. But in this field here, you know, when you run them down, there really is not much speed in the race. And, you know, you might get a little speed from Prince of Joy, but we're just going to sit. You know, if we can get the lead, we're going to get it. If not, we're going to sit second, third and kind of just sit off the pace a little bit and then make our run. Um, we really like our chances in this race. He's positioned perfectly. Um, Matt Nilkai always put their horses in the proper um, kind of races where they're most competitive. Um, I'm searching and I've searched. I, Flamingo Hawk is another one that the, uh, that uh, Matt Nilkai had, and um, they had a claim for ten thousand. That horse went up to sixteen thousand. He he didn't run it as well as uh, Dutch row would have liked. Um, we're, we're sitting here, our last race, you know, for 12,500, we got second. Um, the distance is perfect at seven furlongs. You know, we expect a big performance here I and like the, we expect the track could possibly be a little off because it's been raining in New York, but yeah. that's not going to bother him.
0: That's that, that will not bother the six year old gelding at I, all. I like the idea of being able to show speed from the rail. I like that pattern too, of claiming a horse trying in the allowance ranks, protecting, and then coming back in just 12 days. But, you know, back amongst his friends, as we used to say um, it, it, when, when handicapping, claiming races like this. Critical threat looks like a major threat in the second race at Aqueduct on Friday. You got another runner in Friday as well, don't you? Yes, we do. We have um, in race six, we have a $40,000 claimer.
2: We have our uh, really a horse that's doing super well called Life Changer. Life Changer is the number eight horse. He's a seven-year-old. We claimed him back on uh, June um, 10th for 50,000. He's going to be running for 40. He's right in the class where he needs to be. This race is kind of interesting because there are some runners in here who could cause some problems for Life Changer. It's going to be interesting the way this race um, sets up. The way I, I mostly see it is we got a little bit of speed on the four horse. Um, gemerography yep. the number four, Rudy Rodriguez horse. We expect him to go. We expect also American Gentleman maybe to go for the lead. And You know, there's some speed in here, which is just perfectly fine because we can run on or off the pace. We just, you know, we're just expecting a really solid run. He's ready to go. Um, The only factor that we're concerned about is the track. Um, He does not perform well or seem to like the mud. Mm. He seems to not really enjoy it. So, uh, you know, for the players out there and people who are going to be watching this race, I'd keep an eye on the track conditions. Uh, It's supposed to stop raining uh, probably about 6 a.m. on on, uh, Friday morning. So we have about, you know, seven or eight hours to, get the track dried out a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see how the track conditions play out in this one. But like I said, there's all kinds of different talented horses in this class. So uh, it's going to be a competitive race. I would throw out the last race that life changer ran because that was a mile on the slop. And like I said, he really did. He really doesn't take to the slop well, and the mile is really not his distance Six and a half, seven furlongs
0: is his distance. This race is six and a half. We expect him to run super well. And move up if the weather is not so rough. I really like the third off the layoff from a conditioning point of view. I like the cutback and the drop in class. So I mean, if we if we get the weather we're looking for, seems like one we might be able to take a shot with. I like the trip this horse is going to get drawn. I think the outside draw might work to the favor going around one turn here. Enough speed to get forward position and maybe just enough finish to pass them all we did have a race i know you wanted to mention briefly on sunday but i also did have a sort of a more evergreen question for you about sport of king partners and it's a pretty simple one i'll just jump right in with it just wanted to get your perspective on what makes your guys's partnership a little bit different than some of the other offerings out there michael well you know i've been in horse racing for over 35 years and
2: I, I, my grandfather brought me into the industry and I've always had like that, that family type feeling and that close bond with owners and trainers. And I really feel like we can offer that to our partners. We can, we can definitely show them the experience of a lifetime. We, uh, we, we are a group that cares so much about horse racing, the integrity of the sport, we care immensely about our owners, uh, partners, and um, that's what, you know, I kind of think is going to, you know, we, we're a little bit different in that regard. Not to say some of the other partnerships aren't fantastic, but we do things a little bit differently, and our uh, our price structures are a little bit more, let's say, Compatible, you know, soothing for the potential <laughs> partner. <laughs> I was trying to be, you know, trying to get that out politically correct, but. Cool.
0: S-O-K Racing um, yeah. is the website. If you want more information, S-O-K Racing the place to go. We've had other members of the team on already. We've had Maria on. We've had Bob on. I love the way they positioned you, and you're basically adding to what they said. If you want to get involved, there's a tab to do so right there, and we're going to have a lot more programming when we have a lot more time be able to get a little bit more into the ins and outs of the different types of partnerships you have and, and the different things that you guys are trying to to accomplish we just have a couple of minutes left and i certainly yep. can't let you get, get out of here michael without giving me a word about the third race at aqueduct on sunday this being the return to the races of april antics another one of your runners this uh, new york bred allowance type who's been kind of knocking on the door lately what do you think of her chances on sunday oh april antics is a fighter it's got a heart of gold
2: april antics will be ready the, the Kamasi's gay have them ready. April Antics can win any way. You know, she would like to win. She can win on the front. She can win on. The, she can win coming from behind. Very talented horse that we really feel like hasn't even reached its total potential at this point. Um, so we're excited about that. Real quick, because I know we got to go. I just want to mention on Sunday we also have a couple other runners. Um, one at Gulfstream, the best distance in race nine, running a mile and an eighth on, on the torpedo in the handicap race. Um, we really like the chances here as well. And our final entry for the weekend is at Aqueduct. Um, and the horse is uh, Messier, the magician, who just broke <laughs> its maiden, and it's in a
0: $70,000 allowance race on Sunday i like i like the horse i don't know I, I didn't look at the full pp did you name this one i know you're a new york sports guy so i was sensing your your potential for for being involved in the name or is that just a happy coincidence for you that's a coincidence no we, we actually claimed this horse i didn't have the luxury
2: of uh of naming this one but uh hopefully he you know he takes a photo and
0: uh he gets us to win. I'll tell you what, that's just as well to me because I'm an Islander fan. We were bonding about the Giants, but I, I, I'll i I'll admit, <laughs> okay. admit that to you, uh, you know, growing up in Port Washington. Ah. Michael, we're going to have you back for a much longer visit soon, but, you know, we got so much content out there. I want to make sure people listen to every second of what we do here today, so a little bit of a truncated show, but we'll have you back on very soon, and we wish you Godspeed this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how you guys get on, and I think the fact that you have so many horses on a big weekend just sort of speaks to the kind of experience to you all for your partners
2: absolutely pete i appreciate it we're excited and uh you know we're looking forward to start you know getting some people involved and starting
0: to win some races and have some fun that's all point. about cheers my friend we'll be talking soon cheers from okay, michael pete,
2: thank you love it yes,
0: for michael for dallas i'm peter thomas fornatal may you win all your photos